1: Hello, guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it and actually going on to thrive. Hi, guys. Welcome to the channel and welcome back to all the returning subscribers. You're more than welcome here. New subscribers also. Today, I'd like to talk about pain and recovery from it after narcissistic abuse and the different stages we go through. And the fact that we can recover and that we can more than recover, we can actually come out the other side to a new and fantastic life and more awakened than we've ever been before. The narcissist doesn't want us to recover from the pain because we are their investment and they want us to stay in that state so that they will continue to have control over us. But it's not about what the narcissist wants. It's about you and I recovering after what we've been through. So I'd like to take it in two stages again, like the other video I did there recently. And I'd like to talk about the opposite of pain, being happiness. The narcissist will give us temporary, intermittent happiness, but the currency they demand from us is payment in pain because our pain makes them happy. So it's a whole vicious cycle of the narcissist with their victim and how one gives the other what the other needs, but it keeps changing all the time for the victim. So in the beginning, the narcissist basically gave us our fantasy. They gave us our fantasy person once they found out what that was. And they gave us a huge dollops of happiness, but I will bet you, I'll guarantee you that you will tell me what you experienced was highs, big highs and big, big lows. So whatever you experienced intermittently as being happy with what you shared with the narcissist, I am sure within a few weeks or a few days as the devaluation process comes sooner and they play their different games on us, you will have you will have dipped into huge pain and despair at different times with them, when you were triangulated, when you were gaslighted, when all when they used all their manipulation tools on you. You would have been in a state of confusion. So we have this huge cognitive dissonance um, when we get out of the relationship with the narcissist in that we think about the brilliant times, the fantastic times they gave us. We tend, like in childbirth, you get the baby and you tend to forget about the labor that you went through and the pains, and you go and maybe have another child. It's like we remember the good, and we try and, to protect ourselves, we try and forget about the pain. It's very important when you're in pain after the relationship to bring the pain back to bring that back to life because it balances off the cognitive dissonance we have in our minds, thinking that we were happy with the narcissist. Just truly self-examine now when you are sitting there missing the narcissist and thinking back on the good times. For every good time you have, was there a painful time? Was there a mini discard? Was there the pain of being triangulated against somebody else? Was there the disappointment when you were raged at when they gave you a red flag. What about the big discard when when they left you? What about the smear campaign? You know balance all the the singular moments of happiness you had with them, that you tried to string together and look at it as a happy relationship. Think about all the intermittent pain, the currency that you had to pay the narcissist for your temporary happiness. So I was saying I was going to take it from two sides, guys. We have to go back to the origin to cure the pain after the narcissistically abusive relationship. And I'm talking about the intimate relationship in this instance. To cure that pain, we have to go and look at the beginning of the relationship and where we were at. So there's there's two types of attachment with the narcissist. The first one is an attachment that you will always, you always seem to attract narcissists. So you've had more than one narcissist in your life. And we're going to look at that scenario first in relation to pain. The second one is um, that this is the first time you had a narcissistic relationship and you've had healthy relationships in the past. So the first one is when you attract multiple narcissists, You may have been going along in your life and things have been going quite well and you've been making progress in all areas of your life, in your health, in your work, in your, you know, getting a home, in all those kind of things. Things have been going pretty well and you've been fairly content. But the narcissist comes along then and offers you instant, full, unconditional in inverted commas, love and happiness, very quickly, very wholly, and very intensely. And the reason a lot of us are attracted to this is because at some stage way back, we didn't fully get, fully. as I said it in another video, fully cooked in our childhood. We didn't get um, the full attachment with one of our caregivers, but we didn't know this. Because we were probably given, we could have been given a great childhood. We could have wanted for nothing and we could have been given a lot of qualities and thought a lot by our parents. But there may just not have been that completion of us, that full acceptance of unconditional love. We may have been left with an area of self doubt of not fully actualizing ourselves that we didn't know that we had. We didn't know that there was a little gap there where we weren't fully able to to love ourselves. This isn't another video now, guys, on self-love will cure everything. It goes a long way towards it and it's part of the healing process, but it's not just about that. So the narcissist saw the gap and we were attracted to them because they offered to fill the gap. It's like instant gratification. It's like when you are feeling that you want to disassociate or dissociate from the pain you're going through and you reach for a drink or you reach for drugs or you reach for cigarettes. You reach for a narcissist unknowingly that they're filling some void within you that you had disassociated from that you didn't realise that was actually a pain inside you. I hope that makes sense. So the narcissist closes that gap up And makes us feel very, very fulfilled and very loved unconditionally and very self-actualized. The second scenario is the person who has had healthy relationships, but just is going through a vulnerable time, maybe lonely, maybe was grieving um, a death, maybe had uh, broken up from someone that they truly loved, there was, in, there was some type of pain there, some type of void that the narcissist also saw and jumped right in. And you also saw the narcissist as being a bandaid, a great quick healing solution to whatever you were going through. I'm not saying it's our fault that we we fell into relationships with the narcissist. It's far from our fault. We've done our very best but there was something lacking at some stage in our past or at some stage in the immediate present when the narcissist came to us. The narcissist offers this most amazing instant gratification, instant healing, instant love, instant self-actualization, but at a cost, at a huge cost to our identity, our self-belief. They actually make it they make it worse eventually in the devaluation stage. Then in the discard stage, what we have done is we have been, we have found the experience to be beautiful, spiritual initially when they love bombed us. We've been mesmerized with the experience. We we feel, I mean, Tell me if you didn't feel this, guys, but there would be some variation of this. I would I would hazard a guess that you feel you felt you'd met the one. You you, you had reached a point that you'd always want to reach in your life, that you felt the most amazing you ever felt and you felt complete and content and complete is the key word there. The narcissist does initially make you feel complete, but it's a false completion. It's getting your completion as a person or your healing from a a lonely or vulnerable or grief-ridden situation by an outward validation of that situation. And it's temporary and it doesn't last. And unfortunately, with the narcissist, it actually makes your initial pain, your initial void or your your initial grief far worse and far harder to recover from. But it makes it very possible to recover from when you go on your healing journey and it actually makes you much less vulnerable to ever going through anything like that again on your healing journey once you've healed. So we get to the stage when we've either had to discard the narcissist because they were invalidating us and they were abusing us and we recognised it or the narcissist uh, discarded us. At this stage we are in terrible pain. We need to go through a few different stages which I'll go through now in a minute briefly and then I'll do another video on healing. When they leave us or when we're when the relationship is over, we make a big judgment on ourselves because we have given our all to this person. We've trusted this person like we would trust a mother, a parent, because they were initially so loving and we felt so fulfilled and so self-actualized and it seemed so beautiful and it seemed so spiritual and it seemed like nothing that anybody else could give us but this person. We in some ways put the parental role onto them for the unfulfillment that we may have unwittingly felt from our primary caregiver. We made them into a very special person who we unconditionally loved. We gave them our full trust and then They discarded us and told us by the discarding us or by the fact that we had to leave them that we weren't enough. That's huge, guys. That's really huge. Because for the first time since childhood, we trusted another person like we'd trust our parent. Or if we were in the second category where we were very lonely and very vulnerable and needed healing and love and didn't feel enough at that stage to give it to ourselves and we opted for the narcissistic solution. And they then tell us that we're not good enough. It's not just like the breakup of another relationship. This has been an attachment that you've made with this person that's similar to an attachment you'd have with your primary caregiver and it's hugely devastating. If you can recognise that and look at yourself and think, I'm judging myself by what a narcissistic person has done, by what a broken person has done, by someone who has no love, who just destroys. I am looking and judging myself because I've been discarded or rejected or abandoned by a worthless person, a person of no value, a person who just sought to destroy me. You have to get to a point where you understand that the fact this person left you, I think I hit this in another video, is actually a compliment to you as a person. So how to get through the pain, which is the theme of the video, there's a path you can go on to truly rid yourself of the pain and to truly never have another narcissistic relationship or if you do sniff it coming towards you they will be re- they will be repelled by you when you heal anyway but if you sniff it if if they persist you will know that there's a narcissist coming towards you in the future your your antennae will be hugely lit up in relation to that The first thing you need to do to heal from the pain is to realise that you were with a narcissist, that you were with a narcissist and they were the ones that were judging you. And you took that judgment on board about you not being worth it yourself. The second thing to do is, or maybe in conjunction with the first, is to grieve is to grieve the relationship and the loss of it because your love was real and you loved the fantasy person that they put up in front of you that you didn't realize was a con job. You didn't realize it was a fantasy that you were loving because they're very good at pretending. The second thing you can do is there is two parts to, to the second thing. It's A and B, and they have to be worked in conjunction with each other. The A is getting the knowledge about what you've been through and getting all your questions answered. And I see this in little steps. And I think I've talked about it in the last video. There's some big questions after narcissistic abuse. And a few of them can be, did the narcissist love me? Um, Does the narcissist miss me? Why did the narcissist pick me? You know the questions, guys. There's so many of them that are biggies that we need answered. And that's why we stay on YouTube initially so much, because we need to hear it over and over and over again to get the answer and to get it in our head and to close that file down in our head. And that's part of our healing journey. So I would just suggest, I'm going to do another video on healing, but I just suggest that each time you get one of those biggies answered, That you even just keep a notebook and you write down the main theme, the main message you got from one of the videos that you considered validating or true or answered your question fully. And different people will have different takes on different things. So I do encourage you to watch as many of the channels and coaches that resonate with you as you can to get your answer on the one question. So that's part of the healing. It's knocking off the questions and getting the answers that you need to fully understand what you've been through, what a narcissist is, what narcissistic abuse is, and why you got into the situation in the first place or what attracted the narcissist to you. The next part of it, the B part, and run it in conjunction with the A part where you're getting the knowledge is to develop yourself and this does include self-love and self-care. But if you develop yourself, it's a longer road to filling the void that the narcissist saw in you. It's a longer road to not needing that outside attachment that was either lacking in, in your childhood in to a certain degree or or the wounding that you received when you were grieving or vulnerable or lonely in that place that you were in when the narcissist came to get you. If you go on a a road of tearing your soul back from the narcissist, saying they can't have it, it's yours and it's precious and it's beautiful, And in order for you to really believe that it is beautiful and that it's yours and that you are the guardian of your own soul and that you are the protector of your own soul with God's help, you have to learn how to protect yourself, how to have boundaries. But self-development will give you that naturally. And each thing you achieve in the self, and I know you'll say, Paula, I'm in bits, I'm in pain, I can't. Possibly think about things like that at the moment. Little steps. Even if you're doing A and getting the knowledge and answering the questions, bring the self-development in as soon as you can. The self-care, the extra self-care, the looking after yourself, your body, your health, your fitness. Get exercise, get relaxation. But self-development is the key to making the pain go away. Because each time you make a little step, You develop yourself or an interest you have a bit each time you meet that challenge. You get such a degree of satisfaction and love coming back into yourself, an actualization and realization of how powerful, unique, and beautiful you actually are. These things in conjunction, as they rise, the pain diminishes. And you begin to see the pain and please don't find this triggering as something of beauty because you'd never have risen so high or so quickly if you'd been stuck at this stage of one one lineness where you were just fairly content before having been challenged by the pain of someone trying to rip your soul out of you. And you having to go and rip it back from them and put it on a different level where they can't reach, on a higher vibrating level. So, guys, I'm going to conclude. It's another long video. They're always long these days. It's just I really want to get get it to you that you can heal from the pain of narcissistic abuse and you can heal beautifully, you can heal well and you can get to somewhere you might never have gotten to if you hadn't met the challenge of tearing your soul back from someone and concentrating on the beauty that's you. It's, it's an amazing experience if you can get to the other side and I'm, I must suppose, about a year A year and a few months out, and I'll tell you how you know another proof that how you can get rid of the pain and recover. Nearly each six months, you can do it in three month stages. If you look back to where you were three months ago or six months ago, I can guarantee you that the pain is less. It's not just time, guys, though. It's not just time. It's getting all those questions ticked off and firmly in your mind. You have answers to them and that's why youtube is a great place and people in our community others who've gone through it please help if you see someone in the comments that has a difficulty as a result of the video or has a question that you know you can answer through your experience because honestly that's that's where i get a lot i get still and got a lot of help in the healing so if you do a and b in relation to your pain get the knowledge, get your questions ticked off as little steps to healing and do the other thing, self-care, self-love and self-development. You've got it and you will heal and you'll heal beautifully. Thanks guys for your support as always and see you in the next video. Much love, take great care of yourselves and I'll see you soon.
0: Bye.